tune up and strap in. You've clicked that pile of audio gold known as the Half-Assed Podcast. And now, it's starting. So here's a person to say some things. She's up and running. Perfect. All right, well, I guess you're for episode two. Start off with uh, Zach Ertz talk, getting traded to the Cardinals. That's a yeah. little... Uh, surprising after last night's performance well i think that was the whole gig was wait until he has a game with a touchdown and say see he's he still can do it i mean he uh, but you know you know how the eagles work they run like four tight ends <laughs> right well and uh godert was out with uh fucking covid yep yep he so, was out, so i mean they if that's tossed not- him in that spot well, they've been trying to move him since the preseason. I think I have him in three dynasties, and it's another one of those where, if you look at it, he's actually like a year older than Gronkowski. Incorrect. Gronkowski is 32. Zach Ertz is 30. No, but, yeah, Ertz is – he's been around a while, and he – I don't know if he's just working back into shape or if this is what it is, but in the NFL, if you got that size and experience at tight end, you're, you're worth it to somebody. Yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do with the way the Eagles play. Like, they need, they like blocking tight ends that can go off the block and then just get yards. And they always run, like I said, they run so many, so many tight ends. Well, their wide receivers are junk. Yeah, well. I mean, maybe not um, so much now, but I mean, historically, the last five to seven years, like, fucking name one. Yeah, yep. And it's not for lack of trying. Like, J.J. Arcega, Whiteside went up high and. Alshon they, Jeffrey, but he was. Yeah, they they took old. a handful of guys. Well, they didn't draft him, did they? No. I Fuck. actually like a few of the Eagles wide receivers right now. I just don't think no, Hurts. Yeah. Hurt, like you know, Hurts is good in my opinion. It's going to take him a year or two. Because like yeah. I like I like Rager. I like Devonte Smith. I like Greg Ward Jr. Smith too. has been good. Um, I think Rager is just like. Well, their big leading receiver last year was, uh, what, Fulgham? And yeah. And they sent him to the practice squad. Yeah, very. <laughs> nobody, because I mean, nobody else tried to poach him. It's like, wow. That tells you a lot about what shape their wide receiving core was in. And that's why, oh, multiple tight ends and handful of running backs. And now they've got a quarterback that can run. And surprisingly, uh, some of the wide receivers look like they're panning out. So it's. Not looking like a bad offense to take gamble on. Yeah, I mean, I think any any offense that has a you know a quarterback like Hertz, you know, like Kyler Murray, you Wilson, all those any ones that kind of scramble around to make they're you're going to find success on their offense in fantasy a little bit, a little bit. It's a little bit of a guessing game for the Eagles, but. Yeah, I Ertz has been really solid for the last handful of years. Like I said, I had him in probably three of my four dynasties, and I had been trying to trade him and couldn't get a sack of fucking hammers for him. And now that he's going to switch, get a change of scenery here, I bet you I can get something out of him. But at the same time, oh, now, I think now do I, I want to move him? I think he's going to be a great. T- I think you'll see him top fifteen tight end again on Cardinals. I, I guarantee I would hope it. So. I guarantee it. Well, you know, I was listening to a, po- a different podcast, and they said that Ertz was like a top 15 tight end, and then he had one year where he was like hurt out, and yeah. then it's like the year after that that, you know, they didn't really use him as much, and then it's this year. 
So he was yeah. like his whole career up until like two years ago where he was hurt. He was yeah, great. He was... And then out of nowhere, they're just like, well, we already have new tight ends. Time to move him. Oh, and he's in the last year of the contract, too. And you know, I said yep. wrong side of 30. But, yeah, I uh, I picked him up in my 10 man. I've had him since his rookie year. So I can definitely vouch for he's been solid, 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 bang, injury, 2020. And uh, now he's still coming back. I mean, he was. <laughs> I, I think I think he's worth keeping. If if you are like an Earth owner right now, I think he's worth keeping now. Just because yeah. I think who Kyler Murray, he's a amazing quarterback. He spreads the ball probably better than anyone, just as good as anyone, I think. He's amazing. Like I have three, three of my four dynasties, my tight end situation, I won't say is a mess, but it needs basically once Ertz fell off, I kind of got caught with my pants down. Yep. So the last two years, it's been like, shit, I went from steady, solid productivity to <clears throat> scrapping to put it together. So I've kind of actually had to put in the work at tight end. So that had been paying off. I was trying to get, like I said, anything out of Ertz just to thin down. I have so many and none, you know, I think now I I may fuck it. (laughs) I think tight end is similar to the running back position where you either are, oh, I'm set. Or all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit, I need someone like it, it happens every time for me. Like I'll be like, oh, I'm set at tight end. And then all of a sudden one goes down and the other's like maybe a second, like he's not their main target. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, what? I thought I was set. It happens all the time with tight end, at least for me. That's, well, that's one that goes under the radar. That's another position, just like I do with quarterback. I like to keep three on the roster generally. I like yep. to have a vet who I can rely on, a guy in his prime, and like a rookie project. So I like to keep all three of those at the same time. So I'd had the last three, four years, I had Ertz with like Evan Ingram behind him. So I was like, oh, feeling pretty good. You threw an old guy in there in the mix just in case. Well, now Ertz became that old guy. Engram became the vet. Only I can't trust him. (laughs) And uh, the young guys aren't doing anything at all. It's like, oh, shit. Like, yep, pants down type of deal. I mean, I'd say I probably, now that I've been playing fantasy, like, seriously for, like, probably five years. Like, before I was just, like, throwing, you know. But now I'm, like, pretty serious about it. I would say that's a pretty good way to go. Like, three running backs, three tight ends. And it sometimes it doesn't feel right, but you almost have to. Well, the, that's the nice thing is if you can keep your quarterback and tight end position down to three, um, that leaves you the flexibility to have five tight or five wide receivers, five running backs. You know, maybe throw a sixth in of one to try to. So it's uh, that uh, that's the reason one of the reasons I try to do it. But. It's uh yeah, and I said when when Ertz went from reliable vet to uh, KG veteran, it was like oh shit, uh, I can't trust Engram, and yeah, it, it was just all three rebuilds all at once. I feel pretty yeah. good about it. Engram, it's like it, he looks like he should be a monster when he does play, and then like all of a sudden it's just nothing, no productivity. It's weird. I've always liked like his play style. I would thought he was a beast but yeah i don't know his yeah he's more to the low. smaller side for <clears throat> the new crop of tight ends he's like six three he's correct figures more like a big wide receiver really than a tight end which is kind of what i liked about drafting him but <clears throat> you have to have an offense that's 
going to use the tight end like that and is able to get a ball out. So, uh, yeah, he's just, it's been a mess in New York the last few years. So I'm not quite sure what to make of him still. That's what's shitty. It's like, oh, you can't, you can't be the guy I'm trying to develop and the guy that I need to start at the same time. That's no bueno. Yeah. And I think, well, another problem is the Giants have so many weapons. It's they really, really do. They, their wide receiver is amazing. They have Saquon. I mean, even it just feels like everything on the the Giants' offense is amazing besides their line, besides right. their O-line. Which was uh, helpful that Jones could run, but now I don't know. How long is he out, and how long is he out? I don't I don't know. Did is he out for an extended amount of time? Oh, uh, didn't he get pummeled? Probably. Let me I mean, check. I have throw lines my... pretty trash. Uh, I well, see that like Chubb and runs. McCaffrey are out this Sunday. Oh, really? Yeah, McCaffrey and Chubb are out. Oh, so Jones I guess has that... been cleared by a neurologist and doesn't have an injury designation. So hmm. I guess we'll see. <laughs> Sounds like they'll play him. Yeah, I mean, oh, huh. and I think Jarvis Landry's coming back, too. I see that. Yeah, I've had a dude trying to trade him to me for, like, three weeks. I'm like, why Why do I want an injured player? Like, why Why I do I want? I would take Landry for, like, cheap. If it was a <laughs> dynasty. Yeah, if it was cheap, I would. Yeah, I'd take him a in a dynasty, dynasty, right? No, this is a one-year league. Like, why do yeah. I want a guy who's not coming back? I'm going to get... If he comes back and performs, I get what forty percent of his season of the fantasy season. Like that's yeah, that doesn't even make sense if it's a one year. And that's if you know who's to say it doesn't take him three weeks to get up to speed or whatever. And it's just yeah, yeah. it's like, like why, yeah, he why could do I need to play? That? And they might not even try to target him. <laughs> right, he could just be a decoy out there. He's good enough to run, but they don't want to get him hit or anything. And I'm not sure what his injury even is. So uh, something with his MCL, so probably not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's his knee problem. I'm pretty sure. I wouldn't want to like risk him at least. Yeah. Yeah. I, they definitely uh, they're a better offense with him in it. Is uh, Beckham uh, back? I think still? he's. I think he's coming back this week. Well, I knew he came back, but I didn't know if he came back and went out again because. Well, just kind I know. Of become accustomed to that. Yeah, I mean, I've avoided him in fantasy forever. So <laughs> me too. Me too. He's an active avoid for me. Yeah. Um, um. You got any other of those off the top of your head? Yeah, Julio Jones. <laughs> yeah. Now I I took him in a one year, but uh, definitely I would dynasty take him it. for dirt cheap. Yeah, but I mean, you'd have you to know he's there. You'd have to give him away to me because you're trying to clear roster spot for some weird reason. Um, bring up a rookie. Typically, I stay away from the big, big wide receivers unless okay. I, unless they're in like their prime. I think you know, like you know, I would I would go like Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson, but you know, you're gonna pay out the ass for them, right? <laughs> and, uh, and that's wow. just like strictly thinking, not snake draft, I guess. But yeah, in snake draft, I would take those guys all day. But I'm just thinking, like, in terms of actual team, like, yeah, I w- it, it'd have to be, it'd have to be thrown up to me. 
Let's see, like Brandon Cooks used to be a guy like that for me. And then I uh, got into it with somebody online about it and started watching him closer. And it was like, holy fuck, Brandon this Cook- guy, this guy can play. He's also junk time special. Like, <laughs> right, right. He's and the junk you, time special. Well, that was the reason is like, he's been on four teams. He's like 26. Like what, like what is the reason that he doesn't stick? There's got to be something. So I guess I had kind of labeled him a journeyman in my head. And turns out even with the Texans third string quarterback, he's, he still puts up numbers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You got anybody off the top of your head that you'd, you'd avoid? Uh, I, a lot what of about in the running is... back area. The running, I'm very particular in the running backs. Um, if you're talking like a one year, well, one year league's totally different from. Yeah, Dynasty. who would you avoid? Who would you avoid running back wise? In a one year? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I really try to avoid the big names like uh, usually Saquon and Zeke. I'll yep. steer away from. Oh, those guys are yeah, those guys are off my list. <laughs> like if I can, you know, let it slip and get Kamara, I'd much rather do that. Yep, I'd rather get Kamara. He's the first guy. He's the first big name that I would think I would take. In, yeah, me, in, in one-year leagues, it's basically names I try yeah. to stay away from because you know somebody's going to overpay for them based on the name and the fact that it's a one-year league. And yeah, you might as well let them. In a, in a dynasty, it's different. I definitely stay away from dudes with injury histories. Yep. Um, anything I think, like that off field shit. Another one off the top of my head is I always stay away from Dalvin cook for some reason. I don't really have a reasoning <laughs> behind it. Right. I, I just got dudes like that too. It, I think it's just cause like his peer, like he touches the, he has so many touches. It's just like, how can he like handle that for so long? Like, yeah, he's going to break. It just doesn't, I just don't see him like last going to break him. Is there any running back surprises this year? Um, the for problem me, it's James Conner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that has been um that had come out of left field. I have him in my second twelve man, and <laughs> I I'd been my position was so decimated. I'd been forced to start him, and I was feeling good about that. Yeah, I mean he's been getting touchdowns, touches. He's been doing great, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, my uh, my running back position there was I was starting. Uh, Mike Davis, Tony Pollard, and James Conner. So I should be getting my Oof. brains beat in, but I'm they're they're playing well every week. Oh yeah, the I think Dallas realizes that you know they can't run Zeke into the ground, so they've been running Pollard a lot. Yeah, he's that's kind of been scaled back a little the last few weeks, but but still you can see that the talent levels there. So it's just sooner or later, it, it basically more comes down to game plan. Yeah, I mean, like I said, running back's a tough position nowadays. Like, back in the day, you could rely on one guy playing <laughs> for a whole season almost. Yeah, like, and now, you know, getting now, 275 ooh. touches, and yeah, you, you pretty much knew. But between running back by committee and, and game plan fluctuation where they can, you know, you get down, and, and all of a sudden your running back's out of the game. Well, and nowadays longevity is such a thing that they, almost every team tries to run at least two running backs now. You know, yeah. back in the day, like you could see the same running back every week for the whole game. 
Yeah, and and now it's like I get a, get a some third fourth round guy out of some you know yep. Memphis East Memphis State Tech, and he has and and he ran for an absurd amount of yards, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, like yeah, plug him in. That's like Heineke. Like they were going over his thing. It's like he shattered like every record in his division, shattered the school records in college, and it's just like how is this guy just like overlooked? Like, yeah, maybe you can maybe you can make a roster. Yeah, well, look at him now. But, yeah, I mean, it's so hard nowadays that's a running back, at least for me. Like, obviously you have your main guys that you know are just going to be touching the ball. But, like, past, like, the top 10, 15, it's just like a toss-up. Yeah, and and it's, they said, in the terms of longevity, it's the position that's going to be the easiest – uh, if you've got a bad crop, it's going to be the fastest to cycle through. Yeah, yep. Like you got, you know, receivers playing 10, 12 years. You got quarterbacks playing 15. It's like, oh, some of these running backs, <laughs> uh, four, five, you know, you get a good uh, yeah. one lasting seven years. It's like, oh, boy, that's amazing. So I if, think they said the running back average sh- is like three years for running back. Oh, I don't doubt that at all. I think it's three. But, yeah, go on with but yeah, yeah that's well that's it. it it's so short that if you want to pick one position to be terrible at in a dynasty it's uh probably the one that turns over the fastest yeah it's yeah it's bothersome and and it sucks because like you know that all it takes to win a, fi- a fantasy game is one pop off you know from one running back who gets right. three four touchdowns but that's always and he doesn't even need to touch just... all that much yeah, that's always the guy that picked somebody up off the wire and just threw him at you, and it just blew up in your face. And yep, and he, he gets he gets four goal goal line touches for four touchdowns. You're like, okay, right. I guess that's how that goes. I like the Falcons' third running back. Yeah, Stafford's looked great this year, which I didn't didn't surprise me. Yeah, didn't surprise me too much. Yeah, I traded him in a 10-man, and I was so torn. It was like, I know he's going to be good, but I was also so stacked at the position that it was like, if I can get mm-hmm. anything. I would say good trade. I have him in a, in my in one of my one years, and he puts up like a solid 25, you know. But he's oh, not yeah. like, he, you know, he's putting up the exact project, basically. But he's not going to like have a Kyler-Russell Wilson game where he gets 40 to 50. Yeah, he's never going to be running way. anything. And that's usually where the those extra bonus points come from. You know, it's your quarterback gets 60 yards at 10 yards a point. It's like, bang, bonus touchdown. And if he yep. runs one in, all of a sudden it's like, well, that's why Hertz has been so good. Yep. As you throw on, you know, two rushing touchdowns as 12 and usually another 20 or 30. So it's like 15 points right there. Now the nine yep, that I- he had before, <laughs> like 24. Yep, and like I said, all those quarterbacks that like scramble like that, they're all amazing bets in fantasy. All of them. Oh, Josh Allen, you know, running them in like any any of those. There's such a premium. Like we get what thirty yards, uh, thirty yards passing to a point. It was like if you can get them at you know ten yards a point, throw that on top of there. That's oh, that's yeah. a nice bonus. Let's see. I'm gonna look up some of the. Fantasy PPR for the week. Jamar Chase has been a little bit of a surprise to me, but I guess it makes yeah. sense with you know him being past teammates. I didn't think their line would be good enough <laughs> for him to get the ball out. 
and I guess he's got a throat contusion. Is that what it is? Is that what it is? Uh, he it's might something like that. Like weird. he's on voice rest. Like basically, yeah, his uh, bruised throat, I, esophagus. I do know people. I do know someone who got like a like a boil in their throat. <laughs> so like he oh, was like man. I don't know, not a boil, but like a a cyst or oh, okay. something. Right. So maybe he has like some kind of weird like blockage in his throat. Oh no, he got decked in the neck. Oh, oh, he, oh, then he just got. Then he's just bruised, I guess. Oh yeah. So I, I yeah, it's. I guess he's gonna play, from what I hear. Oh man, no. This, every, I bet on Joe Mixon and Mike Williams the last two years. They didn't do nothing. This these this year they're in the top. They're doing amazing. God, that just bothers Is me Mixon so much. Mixon hurt though. Yeah, he's hurt now, but you know he's been doing good. But that was the thing is he was one of those other running backs, one of the few that was going to get all the touches. Yep. And it's well, like, shit, he breaks. Bernard Bernard got a lot of the pass catching when he was there, Giovanni. Right, right. but that's I think that when they let him go, they were kind of like, you know, Mixon's going to do that now too. I mean, they've got, uh, who's it, P. Ryan? Who uh, is yeah, kind he, of in that role, but they don't like Mixon's good enough. You don't need him to come in for that. So he's he had a big game a week or so ago, but yeah, if he's if he's hurt, did you uh, have anybody you bet on this year that's doing well in any of your uh, one years? Um, nah, not really. I I think I tried to lean on Mahomes and Herbert basically. Yeah. Yeah, so, and so that's worked out well. <laughs> I bet um, on DJ Moore, and he's top ten. Yeah, I yeah I got Kamara. I think in both of mine. Otherwise, is he actually playing? Um, bye week this week, but uh, yeah, he has been putting up good numbers for me. I was wondering about that because I haven't been really paying attention to the Saints too much. No, and that's the thing anymore. I uh, only pay attention to dudes who are on my team. Yeah. So it's like I know these guys' stats and their snap share and everything inside and out, and then everybody else, I'm just like a fucking idiot. I don't know anything about how any of them are doing. I did bet on Deontay Johnson too, but he's obviously been a top PPR guy. Oh yeah, they just uh, feed it to him, which I uh, I'm not sure. I mean, it looks like the line might have started figuring it out. Yeah. Ben had time in the last game, and he got the ball out. He got deep to Claypool. He got into Johnson. Like I see, it it was who got fun. who got hurt? Why did Juju? Was that Juju? Yeah, that got hurt? I see. Yeah, I saw that play. I saw a stat. It was like Claypool was a ten percent in the slot, and then once Juju's gone, he's at forty percent in the slot. Oof! Wow. So you might see a little bit more PPR from him. Yeah, and like I a lot uh, more ca- catches at least. I tried to get him in all of my dynasties, and the one dude in my second twelve man, he fucking knew I wanted him and traded him off last week. And was like, dude, if you're gonna move him, you gotta come to me. I, you know, yeah. I've been pestering you about him. You you'd think well, the first thing is uh. If you know a guy wants him, you know he'll probably pay more. So why would you exactly go the other way? <laughs> Unless secretly that guy was pestering him more. 
Well, I think he just went to blow up his team. So he was looking at deals from everywhere. Like he had already within a week was like, oh, I'm, I'm already regretting that. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, you're probably going to. Like, I, I don't know. Like I said, Ben's not going to be there too long, but you can't teach six foot four. So I assume whoever takes over is going to figure a way to get him the ball. Yep. Yep. I see uh, Tua's coming back this. They're benching Brissett this week. Oh, is he? Okay. Tua's coming back. What was his deal? Shoulder? Broken ribs. Ribs. Oh, fuck. I think it was it the Steelers that did that? I can't remember. It might have been. Yeah, I don't. I mean, mean, Dolphins are lies horrendous. I watch most of them with my brother, and it's like, They'd actually be a decent team if their O-line was competent. <laughs> like, and that's another thing. It's not for lack of investment in it because they've tried no to, apparently. To so it's just like, what do you do when it doesn't work? Yeah, it's, I don't know. Ribs are the worst. Well, especially for a throwing motion. Because oh, you're like, you're turning. I had bruised ribs. I uh, was walking the fucking dog on a hill with grass and it was raining. And I stepped on it sideways went down, landed with my elbow on my ribs. I thought they were fucking broken. I went in, got x-rays, whole deal. They're like, yeah, no cracks, just bruised. It was the most horrendous couple of weeks. Like, breathing hurt, let alone turning. I didn't even think about that, because it's expanding. Getting in and out of bed, like, everything you do to move, it's those ribcage muscles, and it's just fucking, like, cat jump on you and go, motherfuck! Yep. Like I and had then, and then you think like the hip. Now somebody's gonna like, hit you there. Oh, brutal! And oh, that'd be so brutal. Yeah, I didn't even think about like just getting out of bed, breathing. <laughs> oh, it's terrible because you kind of need those ribs to to live. Uh, yeah, that's one of those things that over the years I was like, ah, oh, quit being a pussy, fucking uh, bruised ribs. Get up, like put on a flak jacket. Like, oh no, <laughs> no, it fucking hurts. Mm. Well, now that you're saying that, this guy commented, why not rest to a ribs are no joke. It, and just you. he's like, and just play Brissette against fucking Jacksonville's ass team. <laughs> right. right. What's, I guess what's the why harm? not? Yeah. I mean, well, why I think not? that might be the thing. They might want to get Tua out there versus an ass team and get him a little bit of confidence. Yeah, true. And I don't think that confidence goes a long way. Cause. Yeah. Yeah, I he's another one. I don't know that he was one I avoided in the draft big time. Yep. Like, I'll put it to you this way. I have this strategy in my Big Ten dynasty where every year for the three round rookie draft, I just do a position. I get three guys at one position, at the same position. Right. I kind of was thinking about you know? doing that, too. Uh, increase your odds. What are the odds you're going to hit on a running back? You know, 20%. Well, if I got three of them, that goes up to 40. Okay. I'm in, you know, I need to hit a running back. Uh, So the year he was in the draft was my year to do quarterbacks. And the reason I did so well was I avoided him. (laughs) Yeah. He's a, he's weird. You know, it's just, I don't, it's almost like he's just good enough for people to be like, I don't know. We'll see. And it's like, we already do see. <laughs> like, yeah, we've but seen that's what's enough. so amazing is that, you know, a year before he came out, it, he was the guy that everyone wanted. They were going to tank for him. Well, that 
No, it's like, uh, oh, what would you give up? Would you trade that, him for? Would you give up a second for him? Like, I can't remember no. what his college injury was, but it was—it's like one of the most brutal injuries you can have for football. I yeah. can't remember what it was, but it was really bad. Yeah, I do remember that. I don't know how these fuckers do it in the first place. To be honest with you, I mean, <laughs> yeah, God, I remember my freshman year that fucking Oklahoma drill. I doing that, that with a kid fucking half my size. Yeah, he he came in like a fucking freight train, and I just remember opening my eyes and hearing buzzing, and I was like, "All right, I'm out." Yep, we'll take a little break. You can cut this right here. Mingus do thinking man's ah mango Reinhardt. Hello and welcome to the first annual Rontoberfest. Take advantage of our delicious accoutrement, including the Bloody Ronzo Bar, Bloody Mary's featuring Wisconsin string cheese and beef stick. Also to the left, R2CO2 will be pumping the Rontoberfest. Over on the table, brats and various sausages. Penis in the morning, penis in the evening, penis in the afternoon. Alrighty. You got a topic at all? Yeah, why don't we jump into uh, tomorrow's festivities? The first yes. annual Rontoberfest. Set to go off. Uh, weather looks perfect. Sunny in 58. That is drinking weather, if I that ever heard it. Perfect drinking weather. Oh, I know. I like that hoodie. But I, uh, I got my half-assed Bavarian costume put together last night. <laughs> Real half-assed. But uh, when you do it with the mustache and the hat, it really it looks legit. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> I can't wait to see that. Me and my dad are golfing at like 11 in the morning, and oh, then nice. we're coming after. Yeah, sweet. That's uh, It's kind of set up to work like that. So whenever, because people will just be playing the games against each other all day. That's the first thing, the head-to-head game competition. What we've got lined up are five games, which I figure you'll play twice at yep. five points per game, giving you a total of 50. Uh, obviously, beanbags. Don't call it cornhole because that's stupid. Ain't I corn. agree. Ain't it's corn bags. in there. Them are beans. Them are bags full of beans. Cornhole something different. And it's real, real different. <laughs> Very different. It's like, what are but you yeah, doing, cornholing? Keep, keep it to yourself, Carl. I don't. Yeah, uh, we TMI. don't need to hear that. Yeah, it was up Saturday night. So yeah, bean bags. I figure we'll get two games of that. Uh, I built a set of boards, which uh, are looking pretty nice. What are the other games? I got uh, a set of giant wooden uh, lawn dice. So they're uh, uh, probably about four okay. inches. And uh, I spray painted a five gallon, uh, five gallon bucket black to look like a Yahtzee shaker. And then I built a little box <laughs> that you uh, will basically throw them from the bucket into this little box. And uh, we'll play six, five, four head to head. Okay. Best of three. 
I feel like it'd be a great scene to actually play dice with that for money. <laughs> Just in a yeah, whole bucket. You could do it, man. It's nice. Like, uh, I actually did a four-gallon bucket first, but it's too small. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you can do it, but you really kind of got to launch them to get them to roll. So I think once we go up to a five, uh, that'll work good. And six, five, four is a quick game. So, like I said, best of three. It won't take long for people to do those. Um, and then, of course, the classic, Pass the Pigs. Have you, have you ever – have I familiarized you with the, the, the pigs? I don't think so. Oh, really? What is it called? Oh, man. It's a classic. I think it's from probably from the 70s. It's called I'm gonna, I can look it oh, up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Google the shit out of that while I explain it. It's a it's dice a, game? Yeah, but the dice are little tiny pigs. Interesting. And the scores are based on how your little tiny pigs land. If one of them lands standing on their feet, that's oh. five points. If both of them land on their feet, that's 20. If uh, Then there's ways that you can either lose your turn and lose the points that you got on the turn, cause, or else you can uh, lose all your points. So I got, I got probably uh, seven, seven inch, six inch pigs. I got a little bucket. And uh, there's a board, Maddie's dance board. I built a little pig pen that goes around it. And then you will take the bucket and roll them into the pig pen. So we'll yeah, I'm have... seeing it. I'm seeing it now. Like they can land like kind of like up on their two legs and stuff. And interesting. Yeah. If they land on the same side, that's one point. If they How land, have on... I never heard of this. <laughs> it's it's an old game. It's uh, I said I've I remember playing it as a little tiny kid. And I actually have a set upstairs. I just found them yesterday. But uh, I thought, well, shit. If we're gonna scale this up, I'm gonna get some big pigs. And then you know, uh, we, we should throw a game of beer dar- or beer darts in there. You ever played like actual beer darts? No. So everyone sits in a big circle and you get metal darts and you put okay. the beer can about five feet out in front of you. All right. And people throw darts at your beer and wherever the dart hits, you got to drink that beer till the hole in your can. Oh, no way. Yeah, it's pretty f- fun. Huh. It's pretty fun. We might have to, yeah, we'll put on, because that's the other thing. If this starts working, uh, we'll do this annually. And what I'd like to do is scale it up to 10 games at five points each. So maybe if we can start finding some other cool shit like that, maybe down the road we get up to 10 games. Yeah, that would be awesome. And you got to get that city thing passed so we can build a fence in your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was like. Then well, it'll be a real good time. No offense this year, so we'll see. Hopefully, like those little bush, you grow, motherfucker. You yeah, hurry right. up and grow. Can't talk to those plants, you know. They grow better when you talk to them. <laughs> I don't think when you're telling them to fuck off because they're going too slow. Come on, piece of shit. Get seven feet tall. What's wrong with you? Oh, did I see something on your Facebook how you guys have a city ordinance against flowers or something? Uh, no. Like blooming the, or something? Yeah, well, basically, it's a weed ordinance, but they they have to write it in a certain way. The way they write it is flowering plants and that seed and blah, 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 above three inches that aren't cultivated. So basically, I have some weird, like, wildflowers that birds must shit the seeds over in my lilac bushes, and it's yeah. along the fence line. And it's like, I'm not going in there to fucking get them. So I had to go spray the entire fucking thing. It's just like, oh, my God, you fucking people. 
They don't want to be able to spread those weeds. Yeah. I was like, yeah, well, joke's on you, because those fucking dandelions are coming in hard next year, and I ain't doing shit about it. (laughs) That's another thing we should get up. City or, like, city codes, a lot of them are just bullshit. Yeah, it's just how many busybodies you have in a city, how much free time, and how many people willing to go along with it. And generally, the smaller the town, the more of that fuckery there is, but, you know, Mm. at least it's small-scale fuckery. I think the majority of people use it to be an asshole to their neighbors too. Right, because I think they that's don't really the reason. Want to be enough of an adult to go over and say something to the neighbors. They want to call and tattle and have somebody else come and deal with it. Yep. And then yeah. it's like now you have a hatred for all your neighbors cuz you don't know who <laughs> really called. Well, see, that's what's the that's the thing. I'm able to do the math here because I've known the people on one side for like, you know, 30 years. Uh, I know yep. like the dude on the other side might be coming around Toberfest. Um, the house next to me was empty at the time. So it's like starting to narrow down because that can only be seen. It wasn't like you could see it from the sidewalks. Like I literally built it that way intentionally yep. like I so that you couldn't see this shit. And yeah, I was like, whatever. I ripped it all fucking out. It's work. I think it's gonna work out better though, actually. So I've kind of, kind of shifted gears on it. I'm like, okay, now the trampoline's up where all the gravel was, and I'll just. That's move one of those things where you just want to go into city hall and be like, I thought this was America. I thought <laughs> no, I could I did, build stuff in the. I did that on backyard. Facebook. I was that fucking guy. It's it was, like. Uh, because the, the city ordinance, because um, I had to take down the bar and all the benches because the oh, yeah. the base for those was uh, wood from the tree that I cut down. And technically, since really? that's not treated wood and it's in ground contact, you can get pests and ants and blah, blah, blah. Really? That I didn't realize they had made, you had to do that, too. I, oh, no, that's I the one that they that. just passed. Oh, no, no. Oh, okay. that was That's the thing. It was a firewood storage ordinance. There was like six of them. But yeah, everything was anything in ground contact. It's not pressure treated, blah, blah, blah. So I had to yank it all fucking out of there. It's like, eh, whatever. So now I I moved the trampoline up there. So we're we're half screened anyway. It just makes me think if it's like every year or two, you see an old guy on the news and he's like shot and killed someone in his house. (laughs) Like you shot him in the back. He's like, so I thought this was America. He's in my house. It's like, what are you going to do, jail that 80-year-old? <laughs> like, someone is like, robbing him. Well, come on, Lou. Let we, let's, we're going to prison. Yep. He's like, God damn it. Uh, well, the reruns of Matlock are on. <laughs> Can't watch Matlock in America no more? Oh, man. Yeah, so so there. Oh, uh, Beer Pong Roomba. Oh that's, yes, yes. That's the that's the experimental game that we'll be uh, doing tomorrow. Is I realized the shitty Roomba that we bought likes to sit in corners, so <laughs> someone might have a very uh, much easier game depending on how the shitty Roomba moves or doesn't move. Well, if it doesn't go well, we could just switch it right over to beer pong. So yeah, just leave it stationary. But well, no, I, mean, I think even I think, if the Roombas aren't working, you can just make it into a beer pong thing. It's like, I think them's the breaks if it sits in the other dude's corner. But I'm going to put everybody back about three feet, I think. So it's. Yeah, yeah. 
And, and like, if I remember, like, you showed either. on Ron, like, how they sit on it, and they sit at, like, an angle, so it would be a right. little hard either way. Right. Um, and it, uh, I, I didn't use regular ping pong balls, because they are not going to be heavy enough outside. So we got, like, a foam practice balls for golf. Oh, okay. Do yeah, they they've got fly decent. Oh, they fly good. They bounce well. Um, okay. Yeah, they were like the perfect size and and weight for this. The problem with that was when we tested it. Uh, I don't think we're gonna be able to let Ted Jansen out very much tomorrow. Probably not. Because uh, that little prick gets out. Oh my god! Did he finally start going over the fence? <laughs> no, but with people in and out, and you know, somebody will not shut a gate, and he'll fucking weasel through and i'll be running around the neighborhood dressed like a fucking bavarian yelling <laughs> ted jansen like okay yeah. call in the fuck call in the butterfly nets the fucking dude across the streets dressed like an old-timey german with a stupid curled mustache and he's out of here yelling ted jansen in the street fucking high socks something's got to be done <laughs> yeah medieval armor on or something just running <laughs> on the street I got the green felt fedora with the feather and the fucking suspenders. I got the whole deal, man. It's if I got Peter a... Pan's out here chasing a <laughs> goddamn dog. <laughs> like first the dandelions, now this. He's like, yeah. are we having some kind of encampment? Some yeah, <laughs> needs to pass an ordinance. Yeah. This year it'll be no dressing like a German. Not <laughs> yeah. even in October. And oh, that but means all, all kinds of Germans. Speaking of Germans, uh, I, I got the uh, I got the giant hammerschlagen log. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, it's I got a giant like <laughs> waist high log. Oh yeah, I came over there. Remember, I, the, oh, right, I suggested right. I suggested to turn it into a hammerschlagen. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's sitting there. It's looking good. It's that game is fun because there's it's. Kind of just a way to stand around a log and drink. <laughs> yeah, and I thought, we'll do that, just not for points. If people want to do that for whatever, just for fun. Yeah, and, like, uh, I never really, uh, like, I've played it a bunch, but there's never really a point. Like, you want to be the first one to hammer your nail down. Right. But after that, you're just like, cool, I won first. Like, there's yep. no, like, drinking thing about it. Well, I think everybody just gets excited and drinks. Like, yay, here to go, Carl. I think it's just like the inner kid. You're like, I get to swing full power at a nail. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. it doesn't matter if I miss. I did. Uh, I did. I got the three pound uh, mallet out there the other day and used that skinny end. Yep. And that was pretty fucking easy. So I think I yeah. hammered it in in three uh, shots. We always, they have it like set up to where you're supposed to use like the skinny end on the little hand hammers but we yeah. always just use like a normal like hammer that you'd have in your house and it's pretty hard because you have I'm to put both the way we did it is you have to you have to have your like the hammer has to go back behind your head before you swing like you can't yeah. line it up and then just like slowly hit it. it has to go above your head and then down yeah i think that'll be i'll have both of them out there and we'll kind of monkey with it but i don't know if this wood is maybe so soft that it went right in or that I said I used the three pound mallet and I just happened to hit it square three times. Um, yeah. I mean, I also you'll, wasn't you'll find drunk. out. <laughs> yeah. That, that does 
Like, I think we should hold that off until people are half in the bag and be like, no, fuck it, you're wasting nails, sober guy. Yeah, I mean, the game's fun. Definitely good to stand around and just talk and drink for sure. Yeah, yeah, so we've got that set up, and I built the, well, yeah, you saw the giant uh, hook and washer game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I got, I, I built the base to stand it up, and then I staked it into place, got some some rope tied her down. Um, it's looking good. I think uh, that's our five games. Plus then it's a hammer slog and uh, oh, the, the bonus one I came up with earlier in the week. Um, once somebody wins a game head to head, there's a crown Royal bag full of beer caps okay. and they can either choose to go draw from the bag or they can let their losing opponent draw. But there's powers and punishments in the bag. So depending on what you draw, um, you, you either could, you could you're taking a risk of either taking a power up or losing. <laughs> right. Like you could, you know, maybe you get to give out a couple of drinks or maybe, you, you know, you get some weird power or maybe you have to wear the penis hat. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. That's great. That <laughs> yeah. Is great. And I've got a little penis-shaped log out there that the hat's going to sit on top of, like a little penis hat rack, because I uh, really enjoy saying penis. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I'm happy if there's five people there. We're just hanging around drinking. It's been a while since I got out to do stuff. Yeah, it's basically mostly my family. And then, like, uh, I don't know if you know Todd from the mm. Ra- Wrath of Todd Fine Bucket. I do not, I don't think. I've seen oh. that he was on your Drinks with Ron. <laughs> yep, okay. So t- he should be there. Uh, Parker, I don't know if you know Parker. But basically I've met it's... all your friends like a long time ago. <laughs> okay. Like for your Bachelor thing. Oh, right. It's basically, yeah, some of those same guys and then my family. Yep. That's pretty much who's all going to be there. I might actually go to the bar tonight and try to recruit a couple of people. I mean, why not? Yeah, well, there's like a bartender... If anything, while it's going on, we can just invite more people, you know? Right, exactly. Because that's, that's the way the games are set up is that, you know, that doesn't – just because every game is – you can go play the other shit. I encourage people to practice that ring toss because that takes a little bit of getting used to. Yeah, yeah, so definitely. I, I don't think the first time you play should be uh, for points. <laughs> but, yeah, there's uh, a couple of people – uh, who are maybes for the event. So I want to go up there and kind of kajangle them and uh, see if I can Rope get them, them in. to lean towards the yes. Yeah, I mean, you might as well go up there and try to rope them in. Right, exactly. So that's, uh, I don't know. I talk a big game. I'll probably be in bed by eight. So <laughs> we'll see. That's <laughs> yeah, what happens we'll every time they leave for the weekend. I'm like, I'm going to do these fun things. And then at 8.30, yeah, I always see that Onion article. It's like, man dreads fun thing he signed up for. It's like, it's That's like it. I'll be in bed by 8. Yeah, the last time they were gone, I literally went to bed early on purpose and then set an alarm so I could get up and go to the bar. Yep. Overslept I, the alarm. I kind of did that last night. I'm like, <laughs> ah, I don't want to sleep at night. I want to watch some videos. So I like lay down at eight, like set an alarm for 11, woke up, drank a few beers and watched videos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. Hey, man needs his alone time to watch the goddamn 
watches sports stuff and like I'm half cooked now. I don't feel like putting on pants and going up to a bar. It's, yeah. Yeah. It'll be a whole thing and I'll have to order a drink and then she's going to ask me what I want. And I'm going to be like, fuck, I don't know. Why am I here? And she probably won't make it right if I order a mixture. <laughs> right. And like some <laughs> fucking there's no beer selection. I'll be like, what do you got? She's like, I think there's an IPA. And was, Gee, thanks. There's yeah. It down. What's up with the IPA thing lately, man? Yeah, the last uh, probably seven years or so, IPA is just fucking went like fucking rabbits yeah they're like let's well i think it's just i literally think it literally only has to do with the alcohol percentage (laughs) like i can drink three or four of these and get a ham yeah yeah and i know some people who like that idea and it's like yeah it's like uh i can just drink mixed drinks if i want to get drunk faster it's like everybody just started dumping a shitload of hops in there and it's like really that's what we've come to just like you know what just quadruple it like I've always huh. I've always kind of steered away from super hoppy beers, honestly. Uh, I don't not mind it hoppy as long as it's not bitter, which at least most yeah. of them list the IBUs now. Like, if you can give me a mega hoppy beer, like when I take the lid off and it, you can just smell the skunk, but then it's not bitter as fuck, I, I'd be in on that. Yeah, I mean, over the years, I've kind of become more tolerant of a little bit darker beers, but yeah, when, like, yeah. hoppy stuff is... I can't get used to that bitterness. I don't know what it. I just can't. No, well, and it it depends on the hop too. Like uh, Point did, I don't know how many years ago they did an all Cascade. It wasn't an IPA, but just some kind of all Cascade pale ale. And when you took the yeah. top off, you could smell pine trees, and it was so good. And that's huh. the only time I've ever seen it. Interesting. Yeah, I got it at Viking on one of those Dell's trips where we. Stayed at some weird hotel. Yeah, let's talk about that. How does Vikings beer selection get worse over time? Yeah, I don't know if it's just they like realize the, carrying so much shit. Well, I I remember like when it was like the thing before, like the whole like pick your own six pack was the entire sidewall, and now it's yeah. just like one section. It's they like, must have, okay. They must have got some information that said we're we're not selling these like we thought we would, and we've got all this leftover stock that's not getting sold before it's needs to be huh. marked down. I guess it kind of makes sense when you got a a supermarket sized alcohol place, right? And I mean that's a cool thing for somebody like me, but most people in Wisconsin in rural Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, they're like, I'm going to go get beer. my Bud Light. Right. Like, where do you keep the cores? Yeah, for, like, like you kind of got me into, like, just trying new beers, so I'm, like, totally happy doing stuff like that. But, yeah, right. most of my friends, they drink one thing and one thing only. They don't even mix up anything. That blows my mind. Like, I know so many people like that. Like, really? Do you just do missionary forever? Yeah, yeah. Like, since 1986, like how, I, I just missionary. It's all I do. It's like you don't ever desire to, like, find something else. Like, nope. I don't get it. Nope, I had missionary sex in 1986, and I have not done anything different since. Thank you very much. I haven't changed it for a bit, and guess what? I got a wife, so <laughs> I'm doing something right. Like, nope. A little, little Bud Light and some missionary. <laughs> hot pocket. Those people spend six hours looking at their lawnmower every night. <laughs> Name it. <laughs> no but yeah it's like 
Can't I don't understand. How how could you only drink Bud Light or Miller Light for like years and years and years? I know so many people that do that. It's like I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I said why I I can't. I I just don't fathom it. That's no, the best analogy me, I can draw. I feel like a hipster because they're like, "Have you tried this?" I'm like, "I tried that like three years ago." I'm not right. even trying to be like I'm hipster here about life, it, motherfucker. It's like I literally go out and actively look for new beers every time I'm in the store. You doing there with your Bud Light and your goddamn frozen TV dinner, watching your CBS Monday comedy lineup? I think someone Fucking asked lit. me if I someone asked me if I drink um, New Glarus to women. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah seven beer. years ago. Like, I, obviously I have. They're like, oh, yeah, I just tried it. It's like, well, how have you not tried their other beers? Right, and that's like the if you're going to be around here, like the the brewery that people kind of stray off of beer, like Spotted Cow around here is that's the one beer that people that don't drink light beer will drink. Yeah, and it doesn't make sense to me because to me that's like a mediocre beer. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Spotted it's, Cow is just okay. It's like, my favorite thing is that Bears fan just holding that yeah. sign up. Spotted Cow's just okay. It's like that. It, I had that as my profile true, picture on Untapped for a long time. Yep. Like, and it's so funny. True. It's like when you. It's a nice beer. Drink, I like it. Yeah, I'll drink them. Whatever. I mean, yeah. it's not special, but okay. I did see New Glarus released like a few more new beers. I haven't tried any of those. Did you yeah, see they those? like to rotate them through. I saw they uh, they do their yearly fruit stuff too. Usually comes yeah, out around this time. I, think I saw the there's a pear out. Yeah, let me check. There's a. Uh, I almost bought that. Fat squirrels back. Oh, okay, Fat nice. Squirrels back. Um, what's this other one? Doppler? Gyrator Doppler? Hmm. I haven't seen that. It's a newer one. Hmm. No, sir, I haven't. Let me see. Yeah, I don't... They don't really say what type of beer it is, but... Yep, and then they did their, uh... They did their strawberry one. (laughs) Strawberry rhubarb. Oh, yeah. Yep. (laughs) I think I have some of those... Like they did all those how many years ago with the wax dip tops? Oh yeah, yeah. I they, got like three I think of those. Oktoberfest is out too right now. Oh yeah, I think it is. I think I saw that the other day. Yeah. Which uh, speaking of which, have you heard the uh, development? I think I've told you the development on the Oktoberfest beer. Uh, I don't think so. That I will have. Well, you know, I'll have the Rontoberfest Marzen on tap. Oh right yes, the house. yes. Yeah, five that. five gallons of that. Well, my buddy Jorge, uh, his gotta love a Jorge. That's a big Buenos Dias. <laughs> his uh, Oktoberfest just got done too, but apparently he bought a like a party tap, which I could have just let him use the one of them I rigged together. But uh, apparently he's going to bring a keg of his as well. Okay. I don't know how big this keg is, so we're going to be anywhere from 5 to 10 gallons of Marzen. And uh, if he brings his, it's, it's going not to be a challenge way better than mine. Not a challenge for us. Oh, his, <laughs> yeah, if, like I said, if his is there, it's going to be the superior beer. So I'm kind of excited. Yeah, Oktoberfest, 
every for me they're so hit or miss. They're either amazing or you're like, eh. Mm. Well, him and uh, another dude do all grain brewing. Okay. So they, yeah, it'll be, and everything I've had from this guy has been just lights out. Like he's meticulous. Like he, he's I brewed with him one time. One of those and mad I, scientists. He like he's like the recipe. Like I brewed with him one time. I think I heard him say, "Oh, this isn't gonna work." Like fifteen times. Like. John, yeah. it's, it's going to work. No, we didn't get that. That wasn't it. If you did it for 11 and a half minutes instead of 12, we're going to be okay, John. No, yep. I just, it's not going to, I don't think you, it's going to work. But you see that in like every profession. It's like they have it down to a science. And as soon as it's past that point, they're like, nope, this is yeah. not right. <laughs> yeah, because my buddy Parker's there going, no, I've brewed with Ron. You wouldn't believe how half-assed you can do it. It's going to work. It's going to work out just fine. Yep. <laughs> He's like, oh, shit, nope. He's like, a, yeah, the the purist. The beer yeah, purist. Like I said, that there's that in, like, every hobby. Every hobby. You could half-ass a lot of hobbies, and then you meet the guy that does everything to code, you know? Oh, that's him. That yeah, is he him. everything to code. You're like, well, you can't you can't veer this guy off track. Like, he, I, if it's I done took... wrong, it's done wrong. I took him some bottles of rue beer, just gave him like a six pack of rue beer. He looked at me and he said, green bottles. I said, motherfucker, I just gave you free beer. <laughs> green bar. It goes in green bottles. I did that intentionally. That's funny. <sighs> yeah. Like, who, like, fuck, drink, shut up and drink it. That is great. Uh, like, you gotta be, he was serious. Serious as fuck. What I mean, what's so bad about green bottles? What does it mess with the taste? Well, um, you want them darker to keep light from getting in because uh, oh. green, so it would be more. But it's like, this was an imported German beer. If green was good enough for them, it's yeah. good enough for my rhubarb beer. Like the first time Parker took him some uh, bottles of my stuff, I hadn't taken the labels off. Oh, God, I think I still hear about that. Oh, at least the labels aren't <laughs> on this time. Like that's hilarious. Like you know this ain't Sam Adams, motherfucker. Like what do I gotta? I gotta tell you. Like, argh, it, it's gonna taste the same. <laughs> Fuck. Right, go that's draw amazing. a mustache on Sam Adams. A little fucking make him look like the zigzag guy with the goatee. Like it ain't gonna change anything. <laughs> I will say, I want this on record. Last 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 podcast, I said fuck Lamar Jackson. He can't throw, and he threw for 400 yeah. yards and four TDs. I was actually going to bring um, that up. <laughs> that's yeah, I blame that performance on myself. Yeah, he yeah, will he be throwing throw. wounded ducks next week. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.